Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Imagine Moving. My name is Lodi Meyer, and in this podcast I share different stories and interviews around the topics of movement, dance, body awareness and life. This is the fifth episode and as I'm continuing my way, I keep expanding into the definition of movement. I deliberately called this podcast Imagine Moving because it is an open invitation to all of us. And it gives me the leeway to dive into something that I think is at the core of our being. Our ability to express through our bodies and our ability to imagine. But despite this, it still hits me how compartmentalized my life and daily movement practices actually are. I feel the need to freely move around and express myself. But at the same time, I cannot always find the freedom to do so because of the many different settings that I find myself in on a day-to-day basis. Sometimes I wonder what if I was able to take my improvisation skills into the supermarket? What if I was able to dance around at the office with all of my colleagues? And what if I was able to use the streets as my playground for all kinds of movement? For the next episode, I spoke to someone who found his freedom and inspiration in nature. And as everything in this podcast, it is a very personal story. I am very excited to share it with you and I hope that it will bring you some new insights. A lot of the parkour that you see is is like, it's so epic that it's like unattainable. You're like, fuck that. (laughs) I'm not doing that. (laughs) And then when you really break down the essence of what it is, it's simply just dancing with the landscape. Right? You're like, we have this idea that the landscape is actually playing you like an instrument. And then parkour just gives you more notes to play. This is Kyle Koch. Kyle is a nature connection and movement coach from the United States of America. And I first met Kyle during a super cool online event called Evolve Move Play that took place online a couple of months ago. As one of the members of the panel, Kyle just blew me away with a presentation about tree climbing, foraging wild edible plants, and how you can integrate these things into your movement practice. After he was finished, I knew I wanted to know more, so I asked Kyle to meet me for an online conversation about his personal story, his movement practice, and how he shares this experience with the world. We started off with a chat about parkour, but in his story he actually takes us one step further, because his practice is not so much about the form itself, as it is about our opportunities to engage and interact freely with our outdoor environment. With that being said, I think it is time to let Kyle do some talking. So there we go. We tell people like, par- like if you want to do parkour, run through the woods. It'll happen. Right? And another frame too that we use with people is is we put on music and we have them dance with a tree. And all of a sudden you see them go over the tree and under the tree and around the tree. And you're like, that's parkour. 
My name is Kyle. I'm a nature connection and movement teacher. I facilitate transformative experiences for people in nature. And those experiences are based around play, community, and deep connection with the living world around you. My curiosity right now is really on the topic of belonging. Like, what does it mean to belong? in this world, as a human, as an animal, as a, as a part of this ecosystem? How do I interact with the world in a reciprocal and meaningful way? When I was 23 years old, which is about 11 years ago, I was a software engineer. I was an IT technician um, for a major software company. And I worked in an office, had a suit and tie every day, and I come to work and I would just crush it on the computer. And through that experience, I realized I really don't have any useful skills if I don't have a computer, the internet, or electricity. I'm dependent on these three things to be useful in the world. I couldn't build things. I couldn't um, procure food. I didn't like children, right? I was like, I'm like, how do I do something in the world? I'm constrained by these three things. And so, I had been watching a lot of survival shows, Man vs. Wild, Dual Survival, all the things. And then I eventually, I took a three-day uh, survival course where I learned how to make shelter, fire, um, and track animals. And in that experience, I made a friction fire. I rubbed, I got, gathered the sticks, I carved them out, I was shown how to do it, and I, with the sticks, and I put them in a tinder bundle and then I blew them into flames. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm a dragon. I made fire with practically nothing. It was in that moment that I realized that I was a deep well of untapped potential and that nature is basically waiting to reveal this to me. So I quit my job, cashed out. I moved across the country. I went to a nine month uh, immersion program at the Wilderness Awareness School. And I learned about animal tracking and bird language and survival skills and edible medicinal plants and permaculture. But one of the biggest things that I actually took away from that was the ability to communicate effectively with others in stressful situations. That actually community is one of the best survival skills that we have out there. Movement's the number one skill for everything. But being able to communicate effectively, like, you know, you're cold, you're tired, you're wet, you're hungry, and you have to build a shelter with other people. And someone's being an asshole to you, you can't just write them off. You have to be in dialogue because you're gonna have to live together in this tiny hut.
So working through and communicating um, effectively. And then the other part of that was mentoring, learning how to be a, a teacher and a mentor for others. So I took those skills and then I went and I became a wilderness therapy guide. And that meant I lived in the woods for a year with at-risk youth. Most of the kids were court ordered to be there. Some of these kids literally were in the woods for six months straight. Like they saw the leaves turn colors, saw the leaves fall, and then they saw the leaves grow back again without ever setting foot inside of a building. And I was like inspired by these children. And then I went back and I worked for the school for six years because I wanted to figure out what the hell happened to me? Like, how did I become so transformed through this program? And then I've just been, I basically have been on that journey of unpacking my transformation through my own studies and reflection and through facilitating transformation for others. I was talking to a friend recently about like thoughts and feelings and you know where they come from and I, I definitely don't have an answer to that but one thing that I was reflecting on is I, I had an experience where I spent about two weeks in the woods with a small group of people and we were I, I was sleeping in a hole that I dug in the ground and we wouldn't speak above a whisper. And we'd meet and we'd kind of play games and do all these activities. And I wasn't thinking for like literally that whole time. I didn't have thoughts. I was just taking in information and having experiences. And I, I didn't have to like consciously decide I was just, you know, I would like see an animal and the animal would see me. And I didn't think like, oh, cool, there's the deer. It was just like, that was just another animal. We were both just using the landscape. That separation and that thought and that identity, like it took weeks for that to happen, but it faded away. And I remember it coming back. So when I came back into this more plastic world, I could see my ego, my thoughts, my decision-making start to come back, these impulses. And I was like, oh, I didn't even realize that I was, didn't have those things until they come back. When you just kind of sit in the woods for a long time, it just allows so much to happen. And I think we're often caught up in having to do things that so much of what we've already done hasn't even really processed. Like traumas that have happened in our life take years to process ecstatic, ineffable, amazing experiences can take years to process. 
So we live in this really interesting world where a lot of us don't get to have that time and space. And that's why I'm really excited about what I do because I'm trying as much as possible to bridge those two worlds. How can I get people into that mind-body connection as fast as possible and have them take it with them as long as they can? It cultivates these aspects of our character, like helping out, right? You know, when you're in a survival situation, you want to, everybody needs to help. Like, you don't want to build the shelter, get the water, make the fire, hunt the food, forage the food, right? The more that you can um, divvy up those tasks and be a helpful person, it also teaches you to listen and just sit in the silence and, it, and to be okay with not doing it. I've been calling my workshops the art of belonging because inherently we all belong. We are made of star stuff. We are made of the earth. We grow our food in the bodies of everything that came before us. We are not born into this world. We are born from this world. In the same way that an apple tree apples, the universe peoples. There's all this separation that we've created, right? Like, oh yeah, we don't go there. Like we have our house, we have our car, we have all these boxes that try and as much as we can, we try to separate ourselves from the world and for some weird reason. Humans are not included in the study of ecology, which is like, what? You're literally going to study like how all the bacteria and fungi and water and trees and animals and birds and plants all interact, but you're not going to include the human animal. That just blows my mind. For me, like, Spending all that time in the woods means I can stand in the middle of New York City and I can still feel a deep connection and resonance and know that there is nature all around me. The best survival kind of tool is your mindset like just being aware of the environment will help you know where the resources are and i offer these experiences in the united states throughout the summer months so if you're in and around hit me up if you want to if you're interested in learning or training with me online i have an app and an online personal coaching program we can do that too um, but yeah, it's been super great chatting with you today. I'm really inspired, um, by your motivation to 
kind of just do a lot of things you don't know how to do. You're like, I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to edit it and I'm going to get these people on. You know, you're taking these like personal risks, right? And, and I think that that ultimately is a metaphor in parkour as well is parkour is about overcoming the obstacle, right? It's about doing something that scares you, right? And it just tends to be in the physical world. And I really believe that the obstacle is the way the things that we're afraid of and the things that seem scary to us are actually the things that we need to pursue. And I think when we pursue those things, we find they're often not as scary as we thought. And we actually find and pull a lot of insight and gold from those experiences. So I really commend you for doing that. And yeah, I'm super stoked to see what you come up with in that process. You have been listening to an episode of Imagine Moving with Kyle Koch. Kyle is a nature connection and movement coach from the United States of America. If you'd like to know more about Kyle, go to his website trottingsparrow.com or visit our website imaginemoving.nl.